Welcome to the GameWave Podcast. My name's Mike. And my name's Joe. On the show we hope to bring you the best in original video game style music. Everything we play on the show is video game based in some way and it's all good stuff. The last song was Floggy Dog by Flogiston. Next up we've got a song called Beat Patrol by Golgoth13.
That was by Golgoth 13. They're a French band and they're influenced by the guitar in the Commodore, I think. And they've got a guitarist, a bassist, and a DJ. And they sound pretty cool. The next song is The Bodacious by Ace Bad. Now that is a cool word. Bodacious. Yeah. From Bill and Ted. Yeah, well, we looked it up, didn't we, on the internet? And it means blatant, remarkable, audacious, impressive, or attractive. It was first used, well, one of the earliest examples is from Georgia in the American South in 1845 when somebody says, <laughs> She's so bowed, I can't do the accent. Um, she's so bodacious and reasonable when she's riled. When she's riled. <laughs> yeah. But it was um, popularised through Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I'll tell you what's even cooler than the word bodacious. Tell us. This song by Ace Bad.
So we've been having some fan mail and um, we're now going to read one of the emails out. Well yeah, our only one so far. So first email from Claire or Clary and she says, On a third listening of your podcast, episode one, I realised that you mentioned that one-handed clapping is impossible. Is that what we said? Mm. Well, yeah. I can't actually remember saying it, but no. I imagine so. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember. Some philosophical that. point, I guess. Yeah, but she said, so you lied. And then you just realised you can do it. Yeah, yeah. Same. So I knew it with both hands, look. That's two-handed clapping. Yeah, but I'm one-handed clapping just twice over. Can, okay. can you do it as well? No, I can't. We could do it like four, one, one after <laughs> the other. Four-handed clapping. No, just I like can't do it. alternately. Yeah, you're oh, doing it. it. You're doing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, there you go, Claire. Thanks for enlightening us of our own abilities. And she said, um, need more machine supremacy on the casts because they're fab. And she said that it sounds like German techno. <laughs> Is that all of the songs are just machine supremacy? And she said that she'd send us some German techno. Yeah, but I don't want to hear any German techno. I don't really. really I don't like German Unless rap. it's like Rammstein, but they're not really techno, are they? No. They kind of like metal stuff. Dance metal. Techno's okay. <laughs> but nah, it's okay. I don't know about German techno. Nah. They might ruin it, yeah. for all I know. <laughs> they ruined everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, not if it's like that 99 Red Balloons. Oh, no. Yeah, see, they made that cool. 99 Zeschluft Blondes. Yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, if, if you're German, sorry, I didn't really mean you ruined everything. No. Ich liebe dich. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're going to play some Machine Supremacy a yeah. bit later on. Yeah, at the end of the show. Right. So, thanks for the email, Claire. Um, if anyone else wants to get in touch with us, it's contact at gamewavepodcast.com. Yeah, just drop us a line and let us know stuff. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. Any suggestions, any requests, that kind of thing. The next song is called Long Nights for Epic Heights by Boxer Milk.
That last song was by Boxer Milk, that's spelled B-O-X-O-M-Y-L-K. Do you reckon that stands for anything? Um, yeah, Bodacious, um, Bodacious, Overdrive, Xylophonic, Octopus. My yak licks kangaroos. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's pretty nonsensical. Yeah, that's the best type of sensical. Anyway, um, so yeah, boxer milk. I think that must be an American thing, because yeah. in England we'd say carton of milk, wouldn't yeah. we? Or bottle. Or bottle, yeah. So that got me to thinking about beatboxers, you know, those beatbox people. Yeah, like... Wouldn't that mean a carton of beetroot? Technically it could. Well, anyway, we'll not go into that. <clears throat> the next song is by The Animal Style. Yeah, a guy called Joey Mariano. Um, yeah, and it's... A, well, he uses um, a really special guitar effects pedal. It's called the 8-Bit Fuzz, and it looks like a NES controller. Yeah, it sort of makes his guitar um, sound like a NES. Mm. I think that's really special. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So he kind of uses guitar kind of stuff with electronic stuff that he's made on his PC and that's how he makes his songs. Yeah, and the song is called Dancy Nez.
next song is Embrace or Deny by Ness Metal, or NES Metal. But sit tight, because coming up after that is the news section. That was Embrace or Denied by NES Metal, and that was off his Invitation EP. But now it's time for the news section. Over to you, Joe. Thank you, Mike. The first piece of news this week is one that we sh- probably should have done last episode, last week. Sonic the Hedgehog has just celebrated his 15th anniversary, or birthday. Yeah, it was on June the 23rd. Yeah, because he was born... Well, his first game, Sonic the Hedgehog, came out for the Sega Genesis in 1991. And yeah, so obviously it's been 15 years since then. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog is probably my favourite video game character. He is cool, definitely. Yeah. I remember I used to have like a tracksuit with him on. Yeah. When I was a little kid. I had bed sheets and curtains. <laughs> Actually, I've still yeah, I've still got a bed sheet. Oh yeah. He was like, yeah, it was him and Mario. Yeah, Mario was a good contender, but yeah. something about Sonic, I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of well, he was blue, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a lot faster. So I prefer Mario these days. Yeah, it's a bit more intellectual, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I remember making um, making a friend at primary school, just so I could go and play, play play Sonic on his Mega Drive. Yeah. And then it turned out he was lying, <laughs> and he didn't even have a Mega Drive. Well, I guess that he sort of got what he deserved, really. There, I suppose. Next video game story: the Nintendo DS makes its film debut. The Nintendo DS is scheduled to appear in the new Alex Rider film um, called Stormbreaker. Um, we saw the trailer for this, didn't we, when we went to see X-Men? Yeah, we and did. And I didn't think it looked too good. 
I thought it looked fantastic. But, um, yeah, the DS is, is going to appear as like a kind of all-purpose gadget, much like James G Bond's gadgets. Yeah, I know, maybe it's got GPS or something. <laughs> well, yeah. you said it was going to be a rip-off of that Cody Banks. Yeah, well, it looked like that to me. But if it's got a Nintendo DS in, I don't know, I might reconsider. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I think it looks really good. It's got quad bikes and explosions, <laughs> helicopters. Yeah. All the components of a good film. Yeah, I, I can't see anything that it's lacking in. <laughs> well, it hasn't come out yet. But, um. Oh. I mean, do you think the whole film would be good just because it had a Nintendo DS yeah. in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm surprised they didn't use, um. You know, some other, like that new Nintendo console, the Wii thing. Yeah, that's a very portable, is it? He was running around with a <laughs> oh, yeah. under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd quite like to see that. Maybe he could have a backpack. <laughs> yeah. Big car battery on his head. Third news story is that the Games for Change annual conference took place in New York recently. And that's a conference discussing kind of educational video games. Um, I mean, one of the current releases is a game called Food Force, which is about, I think it was sponsored by the World Food Programme, and it was designed for children aged 8 to 13 to teach them about um, how relief workers deal out food in a nutritional emergency. Yeah, the initials are FF, so, which is Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I think Final Fantasy probably will be more fun to play than yeah. Food Force. Food force. I mean, um, what would you do? Drop off those relief yeah, packages. I think. Oh, no, that would be okay. You fly a helicopter uh, around. But these games always seem to me like they they try to be too educational, mm. and the emphasis is on education rather than fun. Oh yeah, I used to have this game where you had to do maths, and it was like <laughs> yeah. to kill this robot, you'd have to do <laughs> simple addition, and <laughs> it kind of takes the um, the fun away, doesn't it? Yeah, you just you just want to be given like a, some kind of laser gun. I know, to me, games are about either puzzles or violence. Or violent puzzles. Well, that's what they say that um, they they want to counteract the um, over-the-top violence that you find in video games these days. Why? I don't know. Um, Is it because they think that um, violent video games um, implore people to do violent, like make violent acts? I don't know. Because I don't think, I've not seen any good ev evidence about that. Well, it's big argument there, yeah. which we probably don't want to dip into. Yeah, another peace game um, is one that simulates the Israeli-Palestinian conflict called Peacemaker, and it aims to promote a peaceful resolution among Israeli and Palestinian youths. Um, yeah, I suppose they are trying to achieve something, um, whether video games is the right avenue for that. Yeah, the Gaza gamer. <laughs> I can't see it happening. Yeah, they don't probably don't have too many games consoles in that section of the world. No. Anyway, that concludes our video game news section. The next song is called Turbo Aqua Crush by Anonymous. And there's a little story behind this. The guy who wrote it composed it for his girlfriend. And that was quite quite a nice How thing. How romantic. To do. Yeah. Yeah. Um you should check out his website, Damaro.com. Yeah. D M A uro.com um, he, he makes like cool pixel art doesn't he yeah it's like, like well I think it's contemporary art if <laughs> um, we lived inside a video game yeah. no it's, it's like realism if this if the real world ah, yeah. was made of pixels yeah that's cool it's a good way to look at it 
Yeah, so he's an artist and he makes kind of these songs. Um, yeah, made it using Family Tracker, which, which we'll be discussing later. So here's Turbo Aqua Crush by Anonymous. <laughs> Website of the week section. And this week's website of the week can be found at famitracker.shu.net. Now, Famitracker is a Windows tracker and it's used to produce music for the NES or Famicom. Um, I mean, if, if you create songs, they can be uploaded to NES carts and played on the NES, but um, mainly people just use it for creating songs like a regular tracker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a tracker is a sequencing program, so it has. Um, as you play the song, the sort of window scrolls upwards, and it, um, you can see all the different notes and different instruments, and it, you can layer it all up with different instruments. There's five channels: um, square one and square two. They're like a voice or a guitar. There's triangle, which is like bass. There's noise, which is like drums, mm -hmm. and there's DPCM channel, which can you can upload your own samples, and right. all of them are used to create a song. Um, and they're the original, like they're the channels that we used when um, music was composed for the NES. Uh, it's based on the Mad Tracker layout, which is uh, a more traditional tracker that's um, not uh, made for the NES. It's made entirely for composing music on a computer. As far as I understand, it all sort of kicked off on the Amiga with programs like Octomed, which I'd I'd love to know if anyone else has used Oc Octomed because. I use it and there's certain things about the program that I don't understand, but anyway. On the website you can um, download the program for free and there's a forum on the website and links to other artists that use use Family Trek. I mean we use it don't we? Um, yeah. For Spheres of Chaos, our band. We kind of create little intros. Yeah, and uh, it's good for composing the songs. Yeah, you definitely get that authentic NES, NES sound don't you? Yeah. 
I'd suggest if you're at all interested in composing your own video game style music, you should check it out because it's fairly simple to pick up. Yeah, you can pick up quite fast. I think there's some um, good websites that help that teach you about because you know once you understand the layout, all yeah. the trackers are pretty much the yeah. same. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's um, I mean, there's many ways for producing video game style music, but this tracker kind of makes it quite simple. Yeah. It's a big underground sort of scene. Yeah, definitely. And the, the file size is really small, which is quite yeah. nice. Yeah, you can create what you call NSFs, um, which stands for NES Sound Format, and they're like yeah, really small files. They're they're the files that can be um, written onto a NES cartridge and played in the NES. Yeah. You can always convert them to MP3s. Yeah, yeah. Into that sort of thing. Um, kind of like MIDI files, aren't they? But mm. they actually sound good. They're better than MIDI. I use Famitracker. It's Apart from Swiss of Chaos, it's just kind of cool to create little songs. Yeah, little sound effects. Mm. The track that we played earlier, Turbo Aqua Crush, that was um, composed on Family Tracker. You can see what you can do with it. So yeah, so that's our website of the week. So now we've got two songs in a row, and the first one is called Rat Hole, and it's by Spamtron. He started his own net label, Megatwerp. Um, go to megatwerp.com and you can check out the artists on that label. So this is Spamtron.
That was Upon Ages by Holy Flame J. So we've reached the end of the show, Mike. Yeah, thanks ever so much for listening. Get in touch with us at contact at gamewavepodcast.com. Go to www.gamewavepodcast.com and check out our website and the show notes, which can be found in the episode section. Yeah, that lists all the songs we've played, all the websites we mentioned. Yep, useful. Um, please support the artists because a lot of them don't have um, any other ways of you know, communicating their songs with the outside world, <laughs> yeah. apart from through podcasts and things like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, tell the artists that they're good because they are. And uh, we really appreciate it if you send us emails about the show and any advice and yeah. criticism. What we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Yeah, preferably what we're doing wrong, I guess. It makes us feel bad. Yeah, and what we're doing right, because then we'll be encouraged. Yeah, but if it's what we've done wrong, then it'll help us to yeah. do more things right. And then yeah. Just email us about both. Do mm. half... Or you anything. Know, 50 words about what was wrong, and 50 words about what was right, and that'll make a nice round hundred. Mm. But, but yeah, you better send us an email and contact us, otherwise we'll kill you. You you can, I'm not that bothered, but... Well, you can just mortally wound them then. Okay. Yeah, chop off their legs, not their hands, because otherwise they'll they be... can't type. They can't send us an email and yeah. apologise for not emailing us. Anyway... The last song on the show is called Winter Storm and it's by Machine Supremacy and it's um, a request from Claire. It's not a request, but well, she said play Machine Supremacy. So this is for Claire. Um, Yeah, this is the first Machine Supremacy song I heard and it blew me away, if I'm being honest. So I hope it does the same for you. See you next week. Goodbye.